0: Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 97. What in the name of sweet holy shitballs is Eddie doing dropping DC? You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, uh, welcome once again. Uh, Big episode today, lots to discuss. But before any of that, of course, uh, I'm here with Dan. Hi, mate.
1: Mate, I've been such an arsehole. I'm so sorry. Uh, I just wanted to say happy birthday for last Friday. I can't believe I forgot to call you. I mean, what a fucking dick thing to do, right? Exactly. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Sorry, it was my birthday, last Friday.
0: Well, mate, I think I'm pretty sure everyone listening will remember when they listened to our episode on Friday, that I said happy birthday to you.
1: Uh, you recorded Thursday, and I told you that was not all
0: right. <laughs> do you know who else,
1: actually? Do you know who else used to forget birthdays? Who's that? Hitler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> your, your uh, uh,
1: no, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. All, all I'm saying is I'm starting to see a pattern. <laughs> I mean, in fairness to you, there's many ways you are not like him. You're not a vile racist or anything like that, but... <laughs> Good to birthday
0: for game that, that is it's up there. That is is it? on part. It's up there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I apologise. Happy birthday, belated. Uh, for yeah. what it's worth, uh, hopefully someone out there will feel sorry for Nothing. you. We'll feel sorry for you and send you a little birthday message or something. Um, but more importantly than any of that, yeah. What the fuck is going on with the squad selection? Uh, for those okay. That, for those that don't yeah. know, and, and I'm sure you all do because you can't not find it if you type rugby into the internet right now. Uh, Danny Cipriani has just been left out of the training, uh, the training camp. And we'll go into the, to the, the squad a little bit and we'll talk about what the camp looks like and, and expectations and everything else. But more than anything is that Eddie Jones has been interviewed about this, this uh, lack of inclusion and said that the reason that Danny Cipriani has not been included is based on form. Oh shut up! No. So, Seriously. Yeah. yeah, that is his reason. It's it's based on form, apparently. Danny Cipriani is disappointed is ad, as you'd be, as you would expect him to be. But he understands what he needs to work on, and hopefully he'll do that. That's kind of Eddie Jones's reaction. What he's actually said uh, is that there are already two outside halves, fly halves, um, included in the camp in the form of George Ford Anno and Owen Farrell, and that Cipriani is apparently third or even fourth choice. And therefore, he's not included in this camp because Eddie wants his two first-choice fly halves to have more time in that position. Talk to me. I, uh,
1: it, it's just wrong. I, I'm sorry. I, I know we are. Um, you know, we, we back England to you know to the end, and we and we and we probably have, can even be accused of being sort of like. Overly, uh, should should we just say, not necessarily looking at everything from every angle. uh, Rose tinted glasses. Exactly. Um, But this is just wrong. I'm sorry. George Ford had a great weekend last weekend. He played really well. Danny Cipriani, the last time in an England top, Danny Cipriani played. And he did more than enough to keep that England top. Since then, Danny Cipriani has probably been the player of the Premiership.
0: Well, I mean, a lot of people are saying that he is the certainly the form fly half in the Premiership. Um, this this was actually something that someone said in an interview to Eddie Jones. You know, what if, what are you going to say to the fans uh, that would say that Danny Cipriani is the form fly half in the Premiership? And Jones's reaction was, "Well, I've never said that." So I don't know if if we want to try and play devil's and Abbot- it's, it's, uh, no 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 no. <laughs> one
1: one other thing quickly. Is Owen Parallel? Is Eddie genuinely considering Owen Parallel as a possible sign 10?
0: Maybe he is with Manu in. I mean, yeah, maybe. Or is Manu 13, like he plays for for Leicester? Yeah, but but then
1: do you you still want a... Well, then that loses players who maybe he wants. I don't know.
0: 13 up until now has been a pretty unknown position. You know, he's tried JJ, he's tried... um, uh, who else? He? Slade. Oh, Henry Slade, who we both think should be done with England, but he's back in the squad. Oh, um, uh, hang, on, hang on, hang on. I think, uh, he's uh, back uh, yeah. but uh, so see. So well, so we'll come on to that in a minute because there's some questions I want to ask you about that. Um, but if you know, let, let's try. You know, we could sit here and and talk for for hours about how wrong Eddie Jones is in his decision. But let's try and get in his head a little bit. A couple of things. Okay. One, and this is something that uh, that Andy Good has said, is. Don't get too carried away it wouldn't you wouldn't put it past Eddie Jones for this to be some sort of a mind game um, and I was thinking about that and thinking it's quite a big call to make if that's what it is, but he's just selected this squad what what always tends to happen is the media immediately goes, oh well the twenty three has to be these players um based on who you've selected, this is who you, you know he's done something that has basically just flipped the me- like every single media outlet is talking about one thing and one thing only. And that's the the lack of inclusion of Danny Cipriani. Is it possible that he is looking at Danny Cipriani at 10 and he's not included him because he's already inked him in? But he's telling us he's telling us what he's telling us because it it gets the media talking about one thing only. Yeah. uh, Do
1: you know what? I've not even looked at it from that point of view. That had not even occurred to me.
0: Is that possible, yeah, I, I believe it
1: is with Eddie.
0: so I wonder um, he strikes me as the sort of person that would sit there and basically just lie <laughs> to the to the media saying it's form based and all this sort of stuff, and in the back of his mind, he's thinking, yeah, he's absolutely proved himself. I don't need to see him uh you know at this particular training camp the same way that I need to see if George Ford you know is still the man to be number two, perhaps. Um, I think the Owen Farrell thing just helps back that argument up if he's trying to suggest he's already got two, even though he's looking at Farrell as a 12. Um, so that's one possibility. That's, that's, the, I,
1: I... the only the only problem with that is that's an incredibly arrogant approach because,
0: firstly. Have you heard Eddie Jones you, you, speak before?
1: Yeah, well, so, so here, here's the thing. Firstly, it's incredibly arrogant because it means that time that Danny Cipriani doesn't get to train with the squad, which is vital time. But also, if that is an incredibly arrogant approach, the amount of backlash that is going to come, that could also change, if that's his mindset now, could also change the level of arrogance. So do all? I'm in charge? I mean, he's not coming in. Which I may mean, also have been that, a factor in his yeah.
0: decision anyway. Does it necessarily come out that this is what he's doing? I mean, I'm not suggesting that he said to Danny Cipriani, you know, I'm selecting you, but I'm just not bringing you to this camp, but don't tell anybody. I'm wondering if he has genuinely said to Cipriani, you need to go and work on X, Y, and Z, but it's because, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm yeah, it, it's, it's very glass half full wishful thinking. Um, it does seem a little bit far fetched, uh, for him to be it doing is, something like seems, that. It
1: seems
0: a bit pathetic if that is the sure. case. I mean, okay, so to look at things I, from, I've heard from, that from yeah, to look at things from a slightly I kind different of think angle, is, yeah, um, Manu is selected, um, Yeah. um. I would, I would assume at thirteen. I don't know why you would suddenly think he's going to be a twelve when he plays thirteen. Well,
1: for he's is he a twelve,
0: hasn't he? Well, yeah, but on what basis? Like again, is that just an arrogant thing? Like he's playing out of position. Ah. I'm going to play him in a different position, even though he hasn't really had much game time for the last two years. Yeah, know, it seems it seems strange to me. I mean, possibly, possibly he is thinking that Manu is a is a twelve, but. I think that would be a mistake. Tio's back in. He hasn't had much game time. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I mean, I, I, good news. Danny Kerr is back. We had a long chat last weekend about, uh, last week, sorry, about him and his inclusion and what was going on there. But he's back in and he was looking pretty sharp at the weekend. Uh, made some lovely, did, little, yeah. lovely little breaks. Um, one in particular for that juggling try where I thought it was a bit harsh that of, the, cool. uh, bit harsh of the, um, the, the pundits to describe him as a clown. Who did that? that. I'm not sure which one it was. But after you did that little juggling thing where you managed to touch the ball down, they you know they said something like, "And that's how the clown scores a trial." (laughs) Something pretty harsh. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure they didn't mean it as as bad as that can sound. Um, But I mean, he fumbled. He dealt with it. He scored and made it. It Made it into a spectacle.
0: Yeah, it was nice. He did look
1: good. He looked sharp, didn't he? Uh,
0: yeah, so just back on the Cipriani thing briefly. So another question a lot of people are asking is, you know, is this related to off-the-field antics? Which Eddie has said it, it it isn't. He said that that's been put to bed. But in the same breath, he's also said, of course, someone's personality and all the rest of it, that plays a big part in selection. But I don't see that he can justify, and maybe this is the reason why he's saying this has nothing to do with it, he can't justify dropping him based on Put you know that sort of thing when when you've got Chris Ashton sitting on an eight week ban or whatever it is, it's, and, yeah. And, and having, I mean, you know, and I know that's different because that was an on the field incident. But nevertheless, it was a, it was an incident. I don't know. It just it, it feels it feels a bit strange. Ashton will have, to have had,
1: like he's had some off the field. i mean, fair enough, not for years. But
0: you know, Ashton will have had one game by the time England next play. But he's in I- and Cipriani who is playing like an animal is not included because he's not in form. I mean someone actually commented again someone said about uh, specifically about that pass that the, the the long the first time, time he did it. Um, and they said afterwards you know passing like that and, and apparently um, Eddie was very quick to say it's one pass there were lots of good passes this weekend. You know just because you just that is just because you do one and it is a fair point but just because you do one good pass it doesn't mean you had a great game. Um, so maybe he's seeing things that we're not maybe there's something specific he's looking for from his fly half that he's not seeing from Cipriani in the same way that uh, Don Armand, you know, we all think is amazing but he clearly Eddie's not seeing something in him that he wants to see um, it's, it's frustrating I think as a fan to, to not know, you know, people say well what is it you've talked to Cipriani about that's between me and him he says so it's frustrating to not know what it is that he thinks Danny Cipriani isn't delivering
1: well, so here's, here's the issue with that. So, it, yes, it is frustrating as a fan. I mean, fair enough to a point that is between him and Eddie. But as a fan, you do want more information. But if there is something that Eddie's not seen in Danny Ocibriani that he wants to see, why was he on the South Africa tour? And why was he select to play?
0: Yeah.
1: You, you know, because since then, Danny Cipriani has just become a better player.
0: I, I I doubt there'll be many people who agree with the decision to drop him. Um and I think he's he's definitely created a bit of a rod for his own back, old Eddie. Um so it'll be very interesting to see how this one kind of transpires because he's 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 going to have he's going to have to create some sort of magic without Cipriani that you know that's that's awesome enough to to kind of justify it to to the fans. Who let's be honest there's a reason why the you know why the RFU is, is so wealthy, and it's because of yeah. the fans. Um, so you know there is a certain—I think there is a certain expectation, yeah—an obligation, and, yeah, yeah, an obligation sure. to to kind of not do what the fans are telling you, because obviously it's your job to make the decisions. And he was pretty clear about that. But there's still an obligation to, you know, to to not to not kind of leave the fans going. Well, hang on a second. You yeah, know, this is this is arguing black is white. So, there's,
1: there, I think there's an obligation to keep fans informed maybe of, of actually more than is happening yeah um, like but, you say there's 100% not an when things are going to, well
0: though is that what we like about Eddie Jones probably
1: well that's the thing they're not going well no they're not
0: right now but you know it, it's a new it's a new kind of season and, and the, the the Autumn Internationals are going to determine exactly where things stand And you know the danger is if he doesn't select Cipriani and we have a bad Autumn International and particularly uh, series, particularly if George Ford isn't firing it's going to make life very difficult for him um, so yeah it, but
1: even even if we do play well and we have a great series that does not justify leaving Cipriani out
0: well except that if, if we play really well and George Ford is, you know, looks amazing again it, if George it, it Ford kind is expected does.
1: ahead of Cipriani based on form I'm not. I'm not. I don't think that's the end of the world. I think George Ford was absolutely brilliant for Leicester last weekend. Yeah, uh, and I think George Ford's a brilliant player. But Cipriani needs to be in the squad. Um, if you're if you're the attack coach, uh, I always forget the guy's name. What? What is mental is it? Yeah. Um. When you're fair enough, Eddie gets to say when you're talking about selection. are You're not saying, look, mate, come on, let, let's have a look at Cipriani, What he offers in attack. You even saw last weekend, like um, with Charlie Sharple's uh, try, the second one, Danny Cipriani is opening up gaps for players in the same way George Ford does in tennis as well. But the reason that that try was made possible, not because it was an amazing pass or, or anything like that, or and it was a predefined move, is because Danny Cipriani's a danger man. So the attack are going for him, committing to him, which makes that gap. Yeah. He, Danny, you miss so much not having him in the squad. Now, the only thing I could say is when you're saying off the of field antics, I don't think it would be uh, regarding the incident in Jersey. It may be that within camp, Eddie isn't happy about how Danny simply only portrays himself within camp. That may be something,
0: yeah. and
1: if that is the case, we just don't know about that.
0: So, so what you think? Maybe he's told him what he needs to work on, but it's not about working on something specifically on the field. It's about working on things off the field, but he doesn't want to go into it. it I, I don't
1: think that, but I'm just saying it could be a possibility. Maybe, but
0: I, I think that's the sort of thing that we should know about, and I think that's yeah. I think that's a strong stance for for and and a, and a reasonable one, as frustrating as it yeah. would be. You know, but but for Eddie to come out and say. I've spoken to him. I'm not happy about how he behaved and he needs to work. You know, there's a few things I want to, want to see him work on um, to assure me that he's someone that I want to have in a squad for nine weeks. Um, and right now I'm not convinced. Yeah, yeah. If he was to come out and say that, you kind of say, look, I may not agree, but I respect that, that that kind of decision. To to come out though and say that it's based on form when the rest of us can clearly see that he's in great form. It's kind of Eddie, and then Eddie saying, well, you know, I'm the coach and that's not how I see it. That's sort of saying that all the fans who watch the game don't know what they're watching. Do you, do you know what I mean? It kind of makes me think. well, hang on, I'm watching and I'm thinking he's he's looking great in the moment and you're telling me that he's not looking great in the moment. Are we watching different games or are you just saying that I don't know what it is I'm seeing?
1: Yeah, it's, that's it. It's not just the fans, it's all the pundits as well. And actually, I think I know what's happened here. I think what might have happened is Danny Cipriani might have got Eddie Jones' birthday
0: it's possible maybe Eddie Jones tried it on with him in which he...
1: case he does deserve to be dropped and he deserves quite frankly he deserves to play rugby again if that's the case because that is about as harsh a thing as he could be so uh,
0: alternatively it's like the jersey incident and you know Eddie Jones tried it on with Danny he said no Eddie's not happy you, think, you think, oh, I'm, uh, yeah, that, Jesus, that one never occurred to me either. You never know. You never know. You never know. There's a lot of possible reasons for this. And we will, of course, keep you informed. But we cannot talk about this decision for the entire episode uh, because it will get boring. Um, so there will be more on this, no doubt, in our next episode. But for now, we're going to say it's disappointing and we await kind of more justification for it
1: well, just before just before we finish this we're not going
0: to say that just yet we've got one more thing to say go on i was going to say
1: sorry i was going to say just before we, did you mention there was an email about this
0: i did not someone oh, we've had someone uh email just to say what what are what are our thoughts and you know, oh, okay, okay, There they are. It was Tom Tom Fussell, who is a name that I recognise. We've obviously yeah, we, we've had an email from Tom before, yeah. Uh, so Tom, yeah, great to Thanks, have Tom. you getting in touch with us five minutes after the announcement. That is proper dedication. Um, and, yeah, man. Uh, there you are. It was always going to be a key part of today's episode, but um, yeah. So we need to move on. Um, so let's look at the squad and and forget about that for a minute. Um, I mentioned already. Great to see Danny Care back involved. Uh, I think that's the right call. Um, I still see him as offering just something more exciting at nine um, than than we get from Ben Youngs. You know, and and you have two very different players. Dan Robson is in there. Yep. So that's obviously an interesting one.
1: Well, well, again, this this goes against our uh, and and this is where it gets frustrating as a fan because. You know, fair enough. We've had that theory with um, we've had that theory with Eddie. Maybe Dan Robson wasn't training well in camp. Maybe he wasn't a great part for camp, which is why he wasn't played.
0: Um, well, and, clearly that's not the case. And, and Dan Robson is the third choice out of three. Well, we don't know the order, but assuming that it's the original duo, he is the third choice out of three. So it is bizarre. It is it is weird that he's the one that has been kept in. I mean, I'm glad to see it. Um, with everything we were saying, I just hope he gets. Well, it's not game time, is it? Because it's a training camp. But
1: um, yeah, to, to yeah. what happened to? Uh, why am I forgetting names? It's Spencer, yeah. uh, yes, Uh he's, he's
0: just he's just not selected.
1: Yeah, he was selected ahead of Dan Robson. I'm every has every Dan Robson time been that, has Dan Robson been that much better for losses?
0: I mean, he's been pretty useful, but I don't, I don't think he's been that much better than I'm getting that a headache anymore. thinking about this. Yeah, I don't think he's been that much more useful than he's been in previous seasons, but he's been pretty bloody useful in previous seasons. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think he's, he's just doing what he does and, and he's back in again. I just hope it's not Eddie wasting his time again. Um, but at the same time, I want to see Danny Kerr involved. So, it's I, I don't know if Danny Kerr is a starter for England. And I think... Dan Robson and Danny Care are quite similar players in the way that they approach the game, so it kind of feels like Ben Youngs is the starter, and then one of those two is covering him. And I think in that case, I'm probably still going Danny Care because I think the experience probably trumps slightly. But we'll see what goes. We'll see how we how we how we, uh, we'll see what comes out of the the, the uh, training camp. We're not going to know a huge amount from the training camp anyway. It's not like he comes away and goes right. The the the, the squad that I'm selecting from this group is. So we might be reading an awful lot into things, but that's what we're here to do. Um,
1: yes, it is what we're here to do. And, but this training camp is so vital because it, it sort of, this training camp is what basically you'd imagine. Because what we've got to bear in mind as well, now John Mitchell has been confirmed as our defence coach.
0: He has. And Finally, we have one. And not only we have yeah. one, but he was he he was there when England won the World Cup in two thousand and three under Clive Woodward, and he then went on to be the head coach of the All Blacks. So, he's uh, he's got a fair bit of experience.
1: He does, he does, and
0: is it like we say, Wise Mantle confirmed?
1: Am I saying it right? Is it Wise Wisemantle,
0: yeah, that's how I would say it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I always say it, uh, confirmed as the attack coach. So, if if we just quickly pop back to the Cipriani thing, then I promise I'll leave it. And um, if like we're saying. This was, a, like, as Andy Goode says, which I think is a good point. You wouldn't put it past Eddie to do mind games. That's a hell of a, you know, that's a, he- a hell of a decision to make, bearing in mind, John Mitchell now is going to have a slightly different strategy to what Castard had. Yeah. So people, realistically, the people you're bringing to this camp, you have to be looking at as your autumn awesome international squad. You can't, you're not really thinking about bringing other people in.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean... It certainly looks that way, but it's, it's Eddie Jones, and you just you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You want to know, I want to know what's happening, but we don't. Um, so we're going to have to leave it there, Dan. Okay. Okay. Because we're not going to get anywhere else with it, but we're going to come back to it. I suspect. Look how look how much we came back to Don Armand. This is not going away. I'm
1: not sure I ever mentioned that a second time. But you're either. right. You've never even mentioned Don Armand. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know.
0: Ashton, as I mentioned, he's he's obviously involved in the training camp. He's not going to get to play any rugby again until a week before the Autumn Internationals start. So that's an interesting one. Uh, Jack Knoll's back um, from injury. Good. Uh, obviously, Manu's back. He's involved again. Um, Good. Ben Teo, another one who's back but hasn't had a lot of game time. He's been injured. So there's quite a lot of guys who are kind of coming back in because they're, you know, almost old guard. Um so it's very uh, yeah. It'll be very interesting to see if there's any signs of which way he's kind of leaning following this camp, particularly with the back. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know you mean anything. So sorry. Mate. What I was just going to say, we, we you know we've we we know that what Jack Knoll can do. We know what Elliot Daly can do and has been doing in the Premiership this season. We know how good uh, Johnny May is. Um, Chris Ashton's obviously now now you know in there too. Someone, Ashton, Noel, Daly, yeah, um, Johnny May, yeah, someone, a cock and a seager is also involved. He's been looking really sharp for Bath. He
1: looked good at the weekend, didn't he?
0: So, that you know, already we've got five guys vying for three positions. John, uh, Mike Brown's in there too, obviously, has presumably been looked at at fullback. I can't imagine with all the other talent there that he's looking at him on the wing. Um, well, he might
1: be looking at him as uh, third or fourth-ten ahead
0: of Sipriani. Uh, probably. Probably
1: he probably he probably didn't forget his
0: birthday, so he's uh, coming as, as the number Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, so Manu. I mean, if if he's looking at Manu at twelve and Farrell potentially at ten, which we're saying is is possibly one way he's going.
1: Wow. Yeah, that, I mean that was a massive
0: speculation. Yeah. For me. Does that mean he's looking at Slade at thirteen? Which I don't know. It doesn't for me. Looking at that lineup, Farrell, Tulangi, Slade. It it just feels wrong, it doesn't feel connected I, th- I feel like if you're going to have the play- well, 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 uh, if you're going to have the so outside I, 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 playmakers I think, yeah. then well, when, you want the playmates at 10-12, not at 10-13 with a crash ball man in the middle uh,
1: so I, I think I think that's a fair point when I said that I don't think I'd thought that through, when you just said it out loud to me like that, it's, that yeah. doesn't make sense what he's possibly looking at, if you're saying Farrell is an option at 10, which he is 100% saying yeah is possibly a Farrell at 10, a Lazowski, or Lazowski, uh, why do I always forget which way around it is? But Farrell at 10, Lazowski at 12, and Manu at 13. That might be a possibility. Or even a Slade at 12.
0: I hope I hope not.
1: Or even a Tio at 12.
0: Maybe do, you, he, do you want a tio laggy centre, centre partnership?
1: Yeah, you're just going for raw sides. You're going I mean, Tio-Tewelaggin. That's, to Alaghi, that's sounding on one wing.
0: a little bit Warren Ball.
1: That sounded, yeah, too much. I don't
0: think you are looking at that. I don't think so. I think think you're looking at fly half Farrell, as in a fly half, then Farrell, then Manu, but possibly coming off Manu and Tio covering each other, interchangeable. And then three strong, you know, a a strong back three made up from, from the guys we've mentioned. You know, Daly was interviewed after the Wasps game and they said, you know, you want to play 13, don't you? And, you know, he said the right thing. He said, I just want to, play, just want to wear an England shirt and play. I'll play anywhere. Um, but, you know, clearly there have been conversations and 13 is what he's looking at. So it just, yeah, it, just, it feels a bit... Well,
1: un- could it be a, a Farrell to a laggy Daly?
0: Maybe. It, but it all just feels a bit unsure. But then I think what's Ford even doing there, if that's what he's thinking? Because... If you're going to have an impact player to bring off the bench, potentially at 10, I just don't think it's Ford. I think Ford's someone uh, who, who needs to get yeah. into the game. I don't think he comes on and changes the game. Ciprian, if you're bringing someone on for 20 minutes at 10, you need a 10 that has the potential to change the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah for Ford, sure. Ford, like
1: like Cyprian needs being impact 10. Yeah. If, Ford, yeah, Ford
0: is a is a great 10, but he's a 10 that wants to lead the game from the beginning and control it and, and kind of build it build into it. If you're looking at Ford slash Cipriani as your replacement to come on and make an impact, the, you know, it's Cipriani every time without question. So anyway, I, you've got me doing it now. We've we've moved on from Cipriani. We're coming back to him next could, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're coming on. But could Toulaghi be the impact player on the
1: bench? What, at 10? Could you be going forward? Yeah, could you be <laughs> Who knows? It could be. Could just crash ball 10 every time. Could it be like a, a Ford-Farrell daily?
0: Maybe. And, and then, then yeah. once
1: the defence gets tired, ring on the big lad.
0: Maybe. So a yeah, lot, lot of options, probably not really clarifying anything. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's, is it a good thing that we're talking? I don't I don't know if it's a good thing that we're that there seem to be so many possible options.
1: So, so, so this you know, is In what some ways, think. it's like, yeah, this strength in
0: depth. It but think. it's like, do I want strength in depth just before the World Cup? Yes, is for how, injuries, but...
1: Yeah, how are we not just a bit further along in knowing what our team is with the World Cup this rugby calendar year? I don't know. Not calendar year, calendar
0: year. Well, sort of,
1: well, rugby calendar year, I guess, makes sense because, you know, it's basically the end of this rugby season. Is, it's not quite the start of the World Cup. The World Cup start of next season, but it effectively is. It's... It does concern me that that's the case a bit, but they are also positive to take out of it. Like you're saying, it seems like a bit of the old guard's coming back. In fairness, the old guard who are coming back have all proven themselves massively, you know, and have proven themselves in recent times. Yeah, yeah. It's not as if you're bringing back. Uh, I a, think the main you know, th- the main thing is
0: is that is that Cipriani aside, there is a very strong backs squad. To choose your whatever it's going to be seven, ten, ten players from for the squad.
1: Is, um, is, there, is there any positions we're short on? Is there anywhere where we no, Where there. you look
0: and you think, oh, three strong scrum halves, the whole fly half debate, numerous centre options, and you know, so multiples of the back. back three. So, <laughs> how about fullback? Well, you got Brown or Daly. Noel can play fullback. Yeah, Chris Ashton. Can potentially play fullback. I'm not sure you would put in there, but he but he's done it well. He did it for the bar bars, didn't he? Um, so I, yeah, you know, I think, I think he's, I think he's covered. I mean, yeah, I think he's thinking Daly is, is the fullback, and Daly's playing fullback for, or he was playing fullback for Wasps at the weekend. Um, I think temporarily, but you know, nevertheless, it's clearly a position that he's getting more and more practice in, which is interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the backs. I just want clarification on the Cipriani situation. Um, looking at the forwards, obviously, uh, captain, I'm assuming he'll be the captain, uh, is back in Dillon. Um, I can't see bringing so home back this, in and not as captain.
1: All of this is such an important part of it. That. that hadn't even occurred to me because of what else had happened. That, that's a really that's an important part. Like, who is the captain? I think you're right. I I can't see it not being Dylan
0: Hartley. No, I mean he doesn't need to select a captain for the training squad, but he's kind yeah. of alluded to the fact that Dylan Hartley is his man in the past to, to to take him to the to the World Cup, and we've all kind of seen from the from the tour, you know, that leadership was massively missed. He's back in the squad. He's playing brilliantly for Northampton. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the captain. Uh, but we will obviously wait to see that. There's no mention at this stage. Um, Jamie George is obviously there. Is it just the two of them? It can't be, can It's Cameron Dickey not in the squad. I I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I'm just looking now, and no, he is not. So he's only taking the two of them. Nick okay. Schoenert of Worcester. What he he's he's a back row, is he?
1: Um, uh, I think he is. So uh, uh, do you know what? I'm not sure.
0: Is he? I think so, yeah. you
1: uh, can't. We've look, got too many back
0: this. I'm going to look it up With while Michael, we're talking.
1: Michael Rhodes is in there again for Saracens. He's not going to play. I don't know why he's part of the squad. He's just not going to play.
0: But maybe he just needs some people to be, be opposition in the training squad. Cannon podder. <laughs> exactly. He's expecting injuries and he's banking on the fact that the ones he doesn't really want are going to be the ones that get injured. Well, yeah,
1: it could well be. It could well be. Are you looking up there?
0: Yeah, I'm looking, so, It's not giving me much information right now. Um, oh. He's here though. Prop, <laughs> not back row. He's a prop. Right. Okay. Um.
1: Well, I mean, the forwards, and that's fine. And Karen Dickey not there. I'm, I'm a little surprised. Where I'm surprised is because Dylan Hartley's fairly fresh back from a concussion. I'm surprised it's not a third option at a hooker just in case.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think it's it's it, we haven't really made enough of this actually. While I'm, while we're talking about it, um, the fact there's only two is a pretty good sign that Dylan Hartley is part of is going to be part of his 23 because you're going well, to of take course, well, has to be. Yes. And, and it's pretty safe to say he's not going to be the replacement. He's going to be the starter, and therefore it's also fairly likely that he's going to be the captain. Because I just don't... I don't think you... At this stage, I don't think you bring your captain and say, I'm going to keep playing you, but you're not good enough to be captain anymore. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that, what message does that send? Yeah. It was never his captaincy that we thought was a problem. And he was the captain when when England equaled the world record for longest win streak. So as a captain, he's done everything right. It was potentially as a player that he was you know, falling short of the mark. And, and he seems to have turned things around since the injury. So... Um we shall see. I guess the well, only thing is that because has, he's been coming on, on as a replacement for Northampton and doing well.
1: Yeah, I was, so I was going to say, has he turned things around as a player or have the others just not grabbed their opportunities?
0: Well, I mean, Dylan Hartley is playing better for Northampton than he was towards the end of last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, that's what because I mean. Last season, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so other other things in there. Well, we've got Courtney Laws is obviously back. Um, Zach Mercer, he's been looking pretty good for Bath. He's back. Ah, he was amazing over the weekend. Looking really aggressive. Um, but, again, he's a number eight. Um, and we've got our number eight. He's never getting injured again. Touchwood. wood. Oh, God, yeah. I hate him. So, otherwise, you know, a lot of the same. Uh, I'm looking now I'm not seeing any major major changes or surprises there's clearly some people missing but I don't know who um, James Haskell's not obviously in there although he was in the last training camp wasn't he we were debating whether or not there was something in that
1: I yeah I think he was I don't think James Haskell's played well enough or, or even enough to justify selecting this time round,
0: no. I mean, he's so definitely coming to the end possible. to the end of his his career. I think this will be his last season, and he's only probably really doing this to to keep the the dream alive of being part of that World Cup squad. But um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely last chance, saloon And I, yeah, I agree. I'm not sure that right now he's stand out enough to be to be in there, but well that'll be an interesting one to watch because there's certainly there aren't many guys like him who who will do absolutely everything it takes to be included um yeah or in a way that he will so he will undoubtedly put the put the hard graft in and you never know if he can if he can come back and do in japan what he did in australia a few years ago um please please have him there yeah yeah for sure um so, yes, yeah, so, well, there's the squad. Um, one big surprise, a few, not surprises, but welcome um, returns. Uh, I just, I hope, I hope they get something decent out of the, the camp and, and, and I hope that it's not set in stone yet. Uh, there's still a lot of season to play before the Autumn Internationals and, you know, Cipriani's been doing what he does. You know, he's been doing so well this this season, Gloucester unbeaten. Um, I just really don't want it to be ignored. So I, I, ho- I hope Cipriani just gets better as a result. Of I'm, I'm
1: actually going to, uh, I'm actually going to watch Sharrington's last this weekend. So I'm gonna be interested to see how Cipriani, how he plays, how yeah. he
0: reacts. M- make a make a point of of kind of noting how he's playing when he's not showboating, uh, and I mean that in a good way, because um, yeah, clearly course. Eddie's looking at things that we're not seeing. So you will be in prime position to report back uh, on, nah. on whether there's something there that that maybe gives you the the impression that you can you can work out what's what's going on in Eddie's head.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was actually no, I, I will I will keep a close eye. It was another birthday mug off actually. It's from Coops. Coops is like yeah, birthday will take you to the uh, Surrey versus Gloucester game. And I'm like oh, mate, thanks for that. He's like yeah, that's fifty quid for the ticket.
0: Yeah, no, oh, that, 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 that's no, that's not a present. What are you talking about? That's for me as so well,
1: you, yeah. Is it? it you let me pay for my own ticket? Yeah. In fairness well. to case, at least he remembered my actual birthday and got in touch. Oh, I remembered it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes it even better. Awesome. Yeah, I, no, I, rem- I remembered it.
0: Me. I made a conscious decision not to get in touch. Yeah.
1: Well, that... Uh, I'm not going to lie,
0: that's fine. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, there's obviously something else that we have to talk about. Um... Bit of an elephant in the room. New Zealand.
1: Ah, oh, thought you were on about my date Um, New Zealand. Ah, uh, yeah. South Africa, great, great to see that. Uh, South Africa they're, beat they're, them well, in
0: New Zealand. Yeah, they are human, um, which I think is massive. It's massive for it's massive for the rest of the world. It's massive for yes. England. It's a psychological. You know, we, we we've talked about it. You put them under enough pressure, and it is possible. Um, you know, they're not going to lose a lot of games between now and the World Cup, hopefully just the one in the autumn. Uh, well, no, hopefully they lose more, but certainly we hope that just the one in the autumn. Um,
1: well, well, I don't but, mind if they lose to
0: Ireland. True. We don't want anyone else to have that confidence going into the World Cup, just us. Actually, we don't want Ireland to have that. Yeah, yeah, fair point, yeah. Um, but they're beatable um, by a team that admittedly dicked us twice before we beat them. Um uh, <laughs> But you know, right, it, it'll, thicker, it, it'll yeah, be it'll it. be interesting because we've got them, we've got them both, obviously, in the autumn, um, and we've also got Australia. Of course, just got beaten by Argentina in Australia for the first time in 35 years.
1: Seriously, that long?
0: Yeah. So they are. I mean, in, in the first time in 35 years. So I don't know if there's if if Australia have lost to Argentina in Argentina more recently. Yeah, they not.
1: have. I know that. I know that. But I didn't realise it was that long in Australia. Um, that's. Yeah, like like you say, the key to this is for the rest of the world. It is good to just show. That's a, well, the fact that it was in New Zealand as well
0: is huge. Do um, do we want Australia to beat New Zealand now?
1: Uh, uh, don't care. Really? Um, so, because it's plus some positive mindset. Australia have a really good team but just don't seem to be coming together. We oh. want Australia to suddenly gain that confidence and momentum.
0: No. So but, that's why I'm thinking maybe, maybe not. Is, but it, is, it thinking. A, is it a massive blow to New Zealand if they lose exactly. two on the bounce? Exactly. That's why I'm thinking.
1: That's why I'm thinking. I'm, I'm going to
0: stay agnostic on this one. <laughs> Fair enough uh well anyway look at it it's uh yeah it's 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 awesome for the rest of the world it's awesome for world rugby it's awesome for the world cup next year um and it's it's going it to just made things that little bit more interesting you know players are going to have a, a level of confidence that they didn't have before that happened um obviously the south africans take the most from it um and by all accounts old faf de clerk was uh, was a key part of that but um but yeah it's uh, it's it's good news it's good news for us for sure. Um, yeah, as, I think so. As long as we can take advantage of it, you know what we don't want is New Zealand to kind of feel like they've been backed into a corner and now to come out just better than ever. Um, but they didn't yeah, do that. I, when, so, I, I, they didn't do yeah. that when Ireland beat them. So
1: I think the difference when Ireland beat them, New Zealand were missing a lot of players. I mean, this was the New Zealand top team. Yeah. In New Zealand, and it showed that. You know, if you fair enough, South Africa had a great game, but that's what it takes to beat New Zealand.
0: But yeah, well, it's what know. it takes to win a World Cup. You can't really, you can't really win exactly. a World Cup by having an off day. So it's about yeah. having to string them all together. And and you know, I, I guess the the fact that we're most, I I can't remember if, if it's been worked out it yet or not, but I, I have a feeling that our best chance, although well, we're only going to meet New Zealand in the final. Because I think when the draw was done, we were second in the world. Uh,
1: it, we're not only going to meet them, assuming things go to form.
0: Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah we need to win our yeah. group. Yeah, that is a good point, Daniel. Uh, yes. Well, and which, of course, they will, because we're going to be unbeaten, and therefore, yeah, of it's, it's only if they lose a game that it's all going to change. I can't see them. Oh, no, exactly. In the group.
1: That's that's how I meant. That's the way I round I meant it. Of
0: course, of course. So, yeah, uh, I mean, they're the big talking points, I think, for this episode. Is there anything else that you think we need to discuss? Uh, I I I feel like it's so fresh that I still have a lot to digest.
1: Yeah, that's exactly exactly what I was about to say. Not from this episode. There are a few other bits. There was actually a a Facebook message from a guy, uh, Linus Hector. Mate, thanks very much. I have seen your message. It was actually a while ago, but I've just seen it. I will actually bring that up in the next episode because it does pose an interesting question. But I've, I think with what's gone on today, we've had the focus on that. We need to digest that
0: and probably. Uh, we need to simmer and just take it in. See go. how
1: calmer heads prevail. And, yeah.
0: And come up with a plausible reason, you know, like the trying it on with him and rejection and, you know. For his
1: birthday, you know, that sort exactly, of Exactly,
0: exactly.
1: I don't think anyone would ever do anything that bad. So I can't imagine that's it. But, you know. Probably not.
0: So let's yeah. leave it then on that note, people. Hopefully hopefully you, this has satisfied your curiosity as to what our thoughts are on uh, on this decision. Obviously, as we always say, but in particular because of what's happened this week, uh, do get in touch. Let us know what you think. Um, if particular, actually, I really want to know if there's anyone out there that thinks it's the right call to have left Danny Cipriani oh, out. Um, I'd be very interested to hear from you as to your reasons why. Um, and that uh, and they will we'll get an email from Eddie at England Rugby, yeah. Uh, we'll get, we we'll definitely discuss that in the next episode. I'll be very interested. Um, but yeah, any, any thoughts that you've got, any questions and comments, get in touch at England, uh, at England Rubby Pod on social media or EnglandRubbyPod at gmail.com to email us, which is usually the best bet. Um, get over to iTunes, rate us, review us, let us know what you think. Hopefully only positive stuff. Um, and, uh, and we'll be back next week with probably a little bit more of the same, uh, and hopefully some, some news as to, what else is going on inside the camp? I'm sure there's going to be an awful lot of media fallout from this Cipriani stuff. So there'll be loads to talk about then. Uh So, yeah, we will catch you again then, guys. Cheers.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, guys. And happy birthday to anyone who has a birthday uh, today, tomorrow,
0: next few days.
1: Oh, dear.